crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got a big free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn duet. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. I uh, I normally say I hope you're having a fantastic day at this point, but uh, you know it's really hard to say that and feel like it's being disrespectful uh, at this point. Uh, it, it's just anybody who's paying close enough attention to what transpired between Hamas and uh, innocent Israelis and American citizens and the whole light. It's just really, really tough to to feel like you can even engage in some level of frivolity. We need to. We, we need the break. We can't be serious 100% of the time, but we do need to face the reality. So uh, welcome to the show, and I hope you will stay with it and find some some level of entertainment and information and hopefully more. I'm going to look at a couple of stories in here in the first hour that are non-Israel related because there's things going on that you need to be aware of and kept in the loop. And they, these are stories that I think will probably be underreported for the next couple of days. But before we do that, I need to address a couple of things. Uh, there have been updates since Sunday, which of course was the first show where I got to talk to you about the incident in Israel. And I'm calling it an incident at the moment because I'm still trying to figure out exactly 
what the best verbiage is. Was it a massacre? Yes. Was it a terrorist attack? Yes. Is it inhuman, ridiculous carnage? Yes. Where am I going to land on the exact verbiage that I'm going to prefer? I haven't decided yet. And part of that is based not only on the actions of Hamas, the threats from Hezbollah, the glad handing and pat on the backs and the air high fives being sent from the mullahs in Iran, and the interactions here in the States from media members and certain Democrats, particularly members of the squad, it has become an asinine exercise in manipulation of young people so that they don't know or don't understand what's actually happened. So let's address some of the things that have changed since then. We were informed today acknowledgement was made when Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was an hour and a half late to his press conference. The press conference that was meant to update the nation about the terror attacks in Israel. When he did finally show up, he told us that it was no longer three, it was no longer seven, it was no longer nine. It is an actual acknowledgement of 14 Americans who were murdered in the Saturday attacks by Hamas. These attacks that have left thousands of Israelis dead. This is a little north of a thousand now, officially. Thousands more injured. Biden confirmed that U.S. citizens were also taken hostage. He said that the U.S. would provide intelligence to the Israelis in their efforts to recover the hostages, but he did not suggest that U.S. forces would be involved in any way in trying to rescue their fellow countrymen. Don't want to be seen negatively and unfortunately a big chunk of the current modern democratic party at least at the national level are on board with hamas they are part of team terrorist they want to see carnage happen that's why they want our borders open and why they don't care about the murder of pre-born baby humans they don't care about these things because they're part of a death cult they don't care about these things because they believe in a doctrine that is the antithesis of what the American doctrine is. What any freedom-loving individual from any part of Western civilization should be engaged in as far as a founding principle and goals to work towards, they believe in the opposite. Confirmation now that American citizens have been squirreled away into Gaza, hidden, taken by force, taken as hostage. And who knows if they're still alive at this point? But no, we, we can't send in Navy SEALs or any other special operations operators and go get our people out. We can't work in a joint fashion with the Israeli intelligence services and go in and get our people back. No, we can't do that. We can't be seen to be taking that action. So, you know, we'll share intelligence. A lot of good that's done to this point. This octogenarian, this 80-year-old 
excuse for a person that we're supposed to believe as president of the United States. He refused to answer questions. The reporters were just, nope, sorry, not going to talk to you about yet another foreign disaster, another foreign crisis on the world stage that has erupted on his watch that has erupted while experts and U.S. officials point to his weakness on foreign policy as a contributing factor, but he wants to ignore it. Biden claimed that his administration stood with Israel and would be providing support, but he failed to mention anything at all about the Islamic Republic of Iran, whom he just recently opened the cash spigot for, and they continue to disavow the notion that cash, that money is fungible. They disavow it because at some point, if they actually acknowledge it, if they admit that, then they also have to admit the same thing when it comes to Planned Parenthood. It's like, yes, we give millions of dollars every year to Planned Parenthood, but none of it's used for abortion. It's an accounting trick. Okay, well, we'll make sure that your million dollars never goes over here, but that allows us to take these other several million dollars that we receive and put all of it over to perform abortions. So thank you for giving us that space. Nope, not going to mention the fact that Iran is behind the attacks. Not going to mention the fact that the way they were able to coordinate and attack the smart border fence that has the smart touch capabilities required hacking, a sophistication level of hacking that even Iran doesn't have. I don't care how you put it. They could not have been behind it. That was the work of China. Still, nobody wants to connect that dot. I've been screaming it since day one. They're part of that access now. And I said right off the bat, and if you heard Sunday's show or if you want to go back into the archives and mention it, I kept connecting the dot at that point in time, telling you point blank that there is no way that China wasn't at the very least notified, informed ahead of time, wasn't aware of the plans and preparations that were going on because Iran is now answerable to China as much as they've always been allied with Russia because that axis between China and Russia has changed the world. And it appears to have had the effect they wanted because now Saudi Arabia is backing away from normalizing relations with Israel, not wanting to now join the Abraham Accords. That's what Iran wanted. So I don't know why the royal family of Saudi Arabia hasn't figured out that this is all the more reason for them to move forward with it, not back away. The court of public opinion when it comes worldwide, it's not a factor in the scenario. Your stability, your future as a nation, that's what is a factor here, and you need to make the right move, Saudi Arabia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said during a White House press conference that there were more than 20 Americans still unaccounted for, which he did say did not necessarily mean that they had all been taken hostage. Yes, some of them may yet still be dead and just haven't had their bodies found yet. In and amongst all of the various levels of carnage that was perpetrated by these terrorists. 
They found decapitated babies today. Decapitated babies, infants. All in the name of Allah and in the name of the so-called Palestinian people. Hamas is evil. Iran's mullahs, the, the Twelver, the Twelfth Imam belief system, they're evil. Just evil. I'm going to focus more on this kind of stuff in the second hour, so let's quickly get to these stories uh, so that I don't end up going too long. First and foremost, just in case you didn't know it, yesterday, uh, Joe Biden uh, put a lid on things early. Seemed kind of strange given the fact that we had a crisis going on in Israel and American citizens were in harm's way. But as it turned out, he was having to testify, having word with special counsel in regards to the handling of classified documents. So that's interesting all in and of itself. But here's something else that maybe you didn't hear. A little bit of news. It's flying below the radar. At least it seems to be. I've heard a couple of people mention it. It's been a blurb. Everybody's still talking Israel. You need to know this is happening too. Joe Biden, who was vice president at the time, his office exchanged tens of thousands of emails with members of his family and his family's respected firms, their businesses, you know, the things he said he had nothing to do with and didn't know anything about, specifically with Hunter Biden, but he claimed the same about his brother as well. Well, we're talking about thousands of emails between family members and the businesses his family members were running during the Obama administration. This all according to brand new documents that were released today. Today, of course, being Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. All of this, according to new documents released from the U.S. National Archives, meaning that these are legitimate documents. A Freedom of Information Act request obtained through America First Legal showed Biden used his vice presidential email account to exchange more than 29,000 emails with his son, Hunter. More than 29,000 to Hunter specifically. To his brother, Jim, and to the business groups for which they operated. 29,000 emails to Hunter, Jim, and their businesses directly contradicting, I might add, all the previous claims that Joe Biden has made, especially the ones during his 2020 presidential campaign, where he said over and over again, I don't know anything about that. I, I trust them. They do their thing. No, we knew he was lying then. But this, this is the proof that he was lying. 29,000 emails while he was vice president, while he was setting policy for Ukraine. <sighs> if you're a regular listener, I apologize. I know we've hammered this story to death, but there's a reason why we keep hammering. When a new piece of information comes along, we do eventually have to get to a tipping point for even the people that are just slightly to the left but are still willing to listen to a degree, where even they eventually have to say, huh, guess he was a criminal after all. 
Anyway, quoting here from a post on X, formerly known as Twitter. These damning numbers further confirm that there was never a wall separating the office of the vice president and Hunter Biden's business endeavors. This from the nonprofit law group, uh, which actually is led by former members of the Trump administration, by the way. Uh, anyway, uh, continuing quoting from the post, it said, <clears throat> in fact, there was extensive commingling between them. Commingling. Hmm. Mingling. Interesting. Anyway, according to the court documents uh, posted by the legal group, Biden's office exchanged 19,335 emails with Hunter's private equity firm, Rosemont Seneca. 4,243 emails with his son, Hunter, directly. 1,751 emails with Jim Biden, and 3,738 emails with Jim's Lion Hall Group consulting firm, which allegedly has ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And if you're going to party, party like you're a Chinese communist. If you're Biden, you already are. Anyway, in 2019, Biden reportedly said that he never discussed business matters with his son or brother, and he pledged, swore, promised, took an oath that there would be, quote, an absolute wall between his administration and personal and private matters. An absolute wall. Well, I guess now we know why Joe doesn't think walls work. Now, I don't think a wall means what he thinks it means, but we now have at least some inkling. Well, gee, Joe, do you now suddenly think walls work? Walls don't work. Why do walls not work? Well, I try to put an absolute wall between my administration and my personal business, and it just never worked. How hard did you try, Joe? How hard did you try? Biden actually said, let's go back to quoting Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. here, there wasn't any hint of scandal at all when we were there. Of course, talking about while he was vice president. And I will impose the same kind of strict, strict rules that that is why I have never talked with my son or my brother or anyone else in the distant family about their business interest, period. How many emails? And emails directly to their businesses, not directly to them, but to their business. What were in these emails? Hi, I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this email. And that's it? But sending campaign propaganda, asking for contributions, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, contributions. It seems like you were getting plenty of them uh, on the quid pro quo uh, <laughs> format. Uh, 
technically at this point, it's not exactly clear what content is included in the emails since the National Archives said that it would take more than 15 months to process the information. All three Biden family members and the firms named in the FOIA request are involved in the GOP-led investigation of an alleged Biden family influence peddling operation. Isn't it sad that we have more journalistic integrity than the entirety of the group at MSNBC? Because we're still using phrases like alleged Biden family influence. Uh, I'm alleging that uh, it's pretty obvious it's true. But hey, in America, guilty until proven innocent. Well, if you're a conservative, that's the way the Democrats look at you. But <sighs> supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. It just seems like we're getting really, really close to proving the guilt. Beyond the reasonable doubt, beyond the point where even the left can continue to ignore it, we're getting really close because there's no reason why the vice president of the United States should be using his official email account to contact the businesses that his family members work at if he's keeping a wall between them in particular. There was never a wall between the Biden's personal lives, business endeavors, and the government. Never. The lawsuit that's been moved forward from the, uh, the law group, uh, they said, quote, our lawsuit against the National Archives just unearthed that Biden's vice presidential office emailed with Hunter and Jim Biden over 29,000 times. So much for that wall. House Oversight Committee member Marjorie Taylor Greene took to social media in response to it, saying, quote, the big guy was definitely involved heavily. The National Guard, uh, National Guard, the National Archives and the Records Administration, that's all one group, National Archives and Records Administration, they're facing a separate lawsuit from Southeastern Legal Foundation as well. They've sued the nation's official record keeper to turn over approximately 5,400 emails connected to then-Vice President Biden's pseudonym accounts to investigate allegations that Biden communicated with Hunter regarding his foreign business dealings dating back to 2017. Now, why... Did VP Biden need a pseudonym, a false name, a stage name, if you will, the Carlos Danger to your Anthony Weiner? Why did Biden need those if he had no compunctions about using the official vice president email? Was that where he kind of drew the line and said, well, you know, I can explain away these things, but when we're actually talking business and we're talking about how many dollars they're going to have to send me uh, <laughs> for me to, to work my influence that we're trying to peddle to them, we need to keep that on the DL, so we'll have to send that under a, an assumed name. It's the only other reason I can think of if you're having so many just openly shared 
again, illegally, because that's not what the vice presidential official email is for. It's supposed to be for official business, not shooting a quick note to your crackhead son. Not shooting a quick note to your porn-addicted gay brother. Yeah, in case you hadn't heard that, he's admitted to having full frontal nudity photos put up on a gay website. Uh, yeah, a gay dating website, I should say. Uh, just in case you missed it. It doesn't have any bearing in this story, except for the fact that, again, a lot of deviant behavior. And Anthony Weiner's deviancy, it, it barely even registers on the deviant meter when it comes to the Biden family. And don't even don't even get us moving over to the Clinton family. Okay, anyway, Biden administration officials, of course, are insisting that although the president has done nothing wrong that you can prove yet, and we're going to keep lying about it until you can prove it, and then we'll say, "Yeah, but why do you care?" Well, Tim, why would you say that? Because that's what they always do. It's not happening, and even if it is, uh, it's a good that it's happening, and and stop looking at us. You're making it a thing. Uh, stop pouncing. Always Republican pounce, too. Uh, conservatives are not pouncing. We're just concerned about what you're doing. Anyway, White House press secretary, uh, possibly the most ridiculous person to ever hold the position Miss Corinne Jean-Pierre, she said back in August, <clears throat> they keep turning up documents and witnesses showing that the president wasn't involved, never discussed these business dealings, and did nothing wrong. There's been zero evidence showing otherwise. Yeah, they keep coming up with documents and witnesses that actually something was going on, and you just keep sitting there and try to gaslight the American people. Keep it up, guys. <laughs> Even your voting base, that's only slightly left of center, are starting to be fed up with it. They're running out of patience with you and the for you. Cut it out, guys. No, actually, no, don't cut it out. Keep it going. Never interrupt your adversary when they're making a mistake. All right, um... Before we go anywhere else, we got some good news. Uh, the new uh, vanity landing page for the Tap into the Truth show uh, with our partnership with Four Patriots is now live. Doesn't have a lot of my stuff up on it yet because I've got to start moving it. But they do have the general information stuff and all the package. So now, if you want to help support the show while you're going to see what's going on with our friends over at Four Patriots, you need to go to that landing page. Uh, the 10% discount uh, code is now paused. So if you want to take advantage of getting that automatically activated and see all the great prices that are going on with that and, and everything else involved, then go to the landing page. There's, there's lots of things going. It's exciting. I'm excited. We'll be sending them uh, personal uh statements will have pictures and videos up and we'll be doing a lot of stuff and they'll get that uploaded it's going to be interesting you get to see me interacting with four patriot supply goods and hopefully you'll see some stuff that you want to go ahead and take advantage of uh, i know 
I haven't been talking about the solar-powered stuff very much lately because I'm really keen on the food. Because right now, I'm concerned. Both are going to be important. And between what's going on in Israel and what's going on on our southern border, what's been going on for the better part of a decade, we now know that there are a ton of people, especially in larger cities or even mid-sized cities, uh, at least I tend to think that that's where it's most likely to be targeted because, you know, it'll make a bigger splash. It'll make more news and it will scare more people. But in truth, any part of the country is at risk now. The, the point I'm trying to make is, again, don't be scared, be prepared, get ready. Part of doing that is making sure you have emergency food survival kits. Part of doing that is making sure that you have backup emergency electricity. Part of doing that is doing the things that you know you have to do to survive in the event that you have to hunker down and can't get out for a bit. Our friends over at Four Patriots are in the best position to help you do that. So, just go visit them at 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Be sure to use the backslash T-A-P-P. That's the only way to associate uh, this show with your visit there. That's how they'll know that I sent you. Please let them know I sent you because it continues to help the broadcast here. And it also helps to uh, promote and, and let them know that their partnership with us is a worthwhile partnership. So again, www.4patriots, that's the number four, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. My name's Joe Biden. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> Joe Brandon, I agree. I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, 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 well, I took uh, a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. No, I'm not thanking you. My body lying somewhere in the sands of time. No, no. I promise you. The president has a big stick. I keep forgetting I'm president. God made man and woman. It is impossible for human beings to procreate beyond the realm of bringing forth more males or females. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, in the mad, mad world of science deniers and those hoping to rid the world of the knowledge of God's wonderful creation of man and woman, leftist bullies in science, academia, and the workplace are now allowed to threaten the employment of those who simply understand that snipping off body parts does not a woman make. It is ironic how leftists, who for decades said that all news and views should be allowed to be expressed. However, now they only want their warped views to be heard. There is a ray of hope, however, in the midst of the madness. Maya Forrester, a researcher for the Center for Global Development in Great Britain, was fired for saying that men and boys are male, women and girls are female. It is impossible to change sex, she said. But the good news is that Maya Forrester has won her appeal with the British High Court, declaring that her beliefs were protected under the Equity Act. 
Let us, in the land of the free, bravely stand for truth in science and every aspect of life. Because no matter how they twisted, God made man and woman only. I'm Ron Edwards. Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschatz from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. 
Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, indeed, let's go, Brandon. Uh, yeah, I don't think things could get. <sighs> no, I'm not even going to finish saying that because I certainly do not want to find out how it gets worse, and I definitely don't want to be the person that brings that voodoo on all of us. Things are bad enough already. All right, before we get to the next story, I want to take a few moments to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Again, I am imploring you. We should be at full-blown, stay operationally alert at all times mode right now because terrorism is coming to the states. There's, I don't see any way around it. They've had plenty of opportunity to move across the southern border, to set up shop. Uh, they've been wide open uh, up north, so uh, our friends to the north in Canada, they're going to be just as susceptible. We've seen all the celebrations of Hamas's actions uh, going on in European countries like Germany and France and the UK. And all of this, even with the EU's uh, effort to, okay, well, we're going to stop sending money there since obviously Hamas, you're using it uh, to commit acts of terrorism, and then immediately turn around and reverse it. Oh, well, the humanitarian need there is greater than ever, except there's nothing humanitarian happening. But if there's time, I'll get to that in the second hour. We'll definitely have plenty of time to talk about it. And you've definitely heard other conservative commentators lay out the case of how Hamas and the Palestinian Authority have all been just taking what's been given. And they've either enriched themselves at the top level or they've used everything and repurposed everything they've been given in order to commit acts of terrorism. You've heard it everywhere else. It is absolutely true. There's no question about it, but you need to be prepared for what's going to happen here. 
wherever you're at, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this from. Be prepared for what's going to happen there. You do that by remembering that the surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become the victim of a violent crime is to not have your firearm on you when you need it. That's why our friends over at Vanish Holster are such an important partner and ally for you in keeping you and your families and your friends and your neighbors, your neighborhood, your property all safe from those who would seek to do you harm or seek to take what is yours. In either one of those cases, you need to be prepared. If you're a law-abiding, legal-to-carry gun owner, then buy guns. Golly, gosh, darn it. See, I'm trying really hard not to use bad words, and I'm still almost slipping up. Be prepared. Carry. Do not let something like an uncomfortable holster keep you from carrying. Don't put up with an uncomfortable holster. Go get one that works. That's the thing about the, the Vanish holsters. They have thousands of customers that swear they're the most comfortable holster ever, period, end of discussion. Beyond that, in the age of Bidenomics, you need to be able to save money. Vanish holsters are designed to save you more money than you've ever realized you could save while buying a top-notch, high-quality holster. How is that, you may ask? Well, first of all, they're designed to work with 99% of semi-automatic handguns. So just about anything you'd be carrying, you don't have to have one holster for that firearm and another holster for the next one. You save money. You can have as many sidearms as you want to have, and this should work with just about all of them. It's designed to work without a tactical belt. It's one of those unexpected expenses, one of those things you may not necessarily be thinking about when you get the holster. It works without it. You don't need it. It allows you to carry in multiple positions as a result of that. It's also designed to let you carry two magazines so you can do a quick reload if it's necessary. You should have plenty of rounds available in that scenario. So it saves you money. It's the most comfortable thing out there. Just do yourself a favor. Go visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You do that. It'll automatically activate a $40 discount for you, and you'll get the chance to see everything they've got going, and you'll see what a great deal Vanish holsters really are for you. Uh, they are rather insistent that I keep reminding you that a price increase is coming, most likely before the end of the year. They keep saying definitely before the end of the year, but I know that they are trying to work really hard to keep it down for as long as they can. They're eating uh, a lot of the costs, a lot of the expenses, a lot of the things that have made it more expensive to do business, but they can't afford to keep doing it for very long. Now, the reason you need to know that is if you've been postponing, if you've looked before and you've put it off, now is the time. Do it while you're Dollars have the, the maximum amount of buying power left before they have to raise those prices. Uh, you, your time is limited. I don't know how much you've got. They haven't told me. So just do what you need to do. <coughs> do uh, Move your finances around. But if you've been planning on getting it, don't wait much longer. That's all I'm saying. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. 
Okay, so now this next story is also non-Israel related. And it is one that you might actually hear reported uh, extensively on mainstream legacy media. Because it involves a Republican behaving badly. Of course, we're talking about our good friend and master fictionist, Representative George Santos of New York. <clears throat> Evidently, he was just hit with additional charges in a 23-count superseding indictment that was unsealed today, Tuesday, October 10th, that included allegations that he stole donors' identities and used their credit cards to make unauthorized purchases. Now, this is a guy I really think we probably should have went ahead and removed, but the party is still playing party politics, and, and Team Red already has such a, a narrow advantage that they're willing to look the other way when it comes to certain things like this. But this guy, he's lied about so many things. I'm not even convinced that George Santos is his name. And you shouldn't be either. Uh, if you haven't been paying close enough attention to what this guy's been doing since he first started campaigning, uh, this guy has been something unique. I'll put it like that. But <clears throat> as far as this indictment is concerned, innocent until proven guilty, that's that's the way we're supposed to to live here in the United States, and it works for everybody, even when you're reasonably certain that they are guilty. They still get to have their day in court, and it's still up to the state to prove their guilt. And if this is true, and this is a big if, because there's a big difference between just making up stories about yourself and then committing actual criminal behavior. Because telling a lie is not against the law, uh, technically. Depends on which laws you're looking at. Like, if you're looking at the Ten Commandments, then yes, it's against the law. But U.S. Code, there is no law against the lie. In fact, it's encouraged in some situations. If that's all he did, it's not worthy of sending him to prison. And we can't just assume that these charges are legitimate just because they're making him, and just because it's pretty well established at this point that George Santos is prone to playing fast and loose with the truth. In fact, it's entirely possible Santos might actually play a little looser with the truth than Joe Biden ever did. And we know Joe Biden has issues with, you know, things that actually happen. Anyway, these new charges include one count of conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States, two counts of wire fraud, two counts of making materially false statements to the Federal Election Commission, two counts of falsifying records submitted to obstruct the FEC, two counts of aggravated identity theft, and one count of access device fraud. Now, first and foremost, I'm still kind of wondering when it comes to the uh, FEC, 
what those particular charges really amount to? Is it even really criminal to make false statements to, <laughs> to the Federal Election Commission? I know they're going to say it is, but is it really? My real concern here, though, you know, you can you can look at the wire fraud. If they can prove that, that's a big deal. My real thing here, the biggest concern is identity theft. If he actually committed aggravated identity theft, then uh, then he should be booted out immediately. Never allowed back in the House of Representatives, even to just visit, and certainly should be blacklisted as far as being a Republican. He would obviously be more at home in the Democratic Party. He just doesn't seem to believe the what the Democrats do. Anyway, he was charged earlier this year with seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the United States House of Representatives. So these are all new charges that are thrown on top of that. The new charges come after Nancy March, the former campaign treasurer for Santos, pled guilty, this happened last week, to multiple federal charges stemming from her role in falsely reporting that Santos made a $500,000 loan to his campaign to make it appear as though he had more support than he really did. Santos has less than $8,000 in his bank account, by the way. Not real sure why that matters, but he had less than $8,000 in his bank account when that happened. So, Marx pled guilty to committing wire fraud, guilty to making material false statements, pled guilty to obstructing the administration of the Federal Election Commission, and to committing aggravated identity theft, federal prosecutors all said in a statement. So, <clears throat> the aggravated identity theft pops up again, and this makes me nervous. Not that I'm particularly worried about what happens to George Santos, but because I don't like the notion that an elected official would engage in identity theft. I don't like the idea that anybody's engaging in identity theft. It's an unfortunate side effect of the times we're living in. People are making a nice living being a criminal, and it is very much criminal, and it's hurting a lot of innocent people, and in particular, people that are struggling to rebuild their credit, people that have worked hard to reestablish themselves, to, to do the American thing, to pick themselves up by the bootstraps, to do the hard work, and then all of a sudden to have their scores decimated and to have a ton of debt thrown back upon them officially by the record because somebody else stole their identity. And it takes so long and it is so hard to clean all that up. It legitimately is easier and would take uh, less time if you just paid off everything and assumed it as part of your actual debt, even though you don't know anything about it and somebody else is getting all the benefit. That's how involved it is to try and straighten it all out. If this is true, this is a new level for George Santos, and in this case, he should definitely be going to prison, not just booted out of the House of Representatives. 
not just blacklisted among both Republicans and Democrats, because clearly he should be in both, but he should be going to prison. This, in my mind, of all the other things that they're claiming, you know, you got to prove it first, obviously. Let's make sure that this isn't just uh, Democrats trying to get those Republican numbers back down in the House so they can logjam it even more. So let's pick off the low-hanging fruit. This guy told a lot of lies. We've been able to prove that he lied about a lot of things. Now, now we're going to put him in prison. If he committed identity theft, he belongs in prison. You can make the argument about some of the other things. I, I'm willing to listen. I will agree with it. Technically, if you break the law, you should face whatever consequences come from it. If you think the law is unjust, you should be working to get rid of the law. In a lot of ways, George Santos can say that that's what he was trying to do. I went so far in an effort to change the law that I ran for the House of Representatives and won a seat in New York. Not an easy feat for Republicans, although the Republican Party did pretty well in the House of Representatives last midterm election. During last year's midterm elections, Santos and Marx conspired with one another to devise and execute a fraudulent scheme to obtain money for the campaign by submitting materially false reports to the FEC on behalf of the campaign, in which they inflated the campaign's fundraising numbers for the purpose of misleading the FEC, a national party committee, and the public. That according to a statement from the Department of Justice. Now, the alleged purpose of the scheme was to deceive the Republican National Committee, to convince them, to, to trick them into believing that Santos had more support than he really did for the sake of achieving financial backing from the party. We want you to think we're doing really well, so you'll send us the money. According to the statement from the DOJ, let me quote it for a bit for you. In addition, between approximately December 2021 and August 2022, Santos devised and executed a fraudulent scheme to steal the personal identity and financial information of contributors to his campaign. He then charged contributors' credit cards repeatedly without their authorization. Because of these unauthorized transactions, funds were transferred to Santos's campaign, to the campaigns of other candidates for elected office, and to his own bank account, to conceal the true source of these funds and to circumvent campaign contribution limits. Santos falsely represented that some of the campaign contributors some of these contributions were made by other persons, such as his relatives or associates, rather than the true cardholders. Santos did not have authorization to use their names in this way. Again, if this is true, George Santos should be looking at an extended period of time in a federal prison. Now, the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, 
a individual with the last name Peace, of all things. The acting assistant attorney general of the Justice Department's criminal division, Nicole Argentarian. I think that's right. Uh, no disrespect meant, Nicole, if I mispronounced it. I apologize. And, of course, James Smith, a name that you already are familiar with, if you're a regular listener, the assistant director in charge, Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, the New York Field Office for the FBI, and, and Donnelly, the Nassau County District Attorney, they all announced together the superseding indictment. As alleged, quoting here, as alleged, Santos is charged with stealing people's identities and making charges on his own donors' credit cards without their authorization, lying to the FEC and, by extension, the public about the financial state of his campaign. This, of course, is from United States Attorney Peace. Santos falsely inflated the campaign's reported receipts with non-existent loans and contributions that were either fabricated or stolen. You know, and that's the big deal here. Again, if true, when they say they charged his donor's credit cards, he stole Money, money that those cardholders are going to be on the hook for to pay back. It doesn't matter that this guy has stuck an R at the end of his name. This is shameful conduct. It is unacceptable conduct. It is criminal conduct. No one should be allowed to hold public office that's willing to do these things. And if... It's proven that he did. If he is found guilty of this crime, not only should he be removed from office and all the other things, he needs to face the music in a real meaningful way. All right, let's take a break, reset the hour, come back and slide into hour number two right after this. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
casualties Or you kill to keep us free Whether it's goods that you prepare Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us as we reset the hour and dive headlong into hour number two. Definitely appreciate you being here. Before I get started with this next one, I'm going to go ahead and jump out there and uh, tell you a little bit about uh, this hour's sponsor. We are, of course, talking about our friends over at Four Patriots. Uh, Again, I can't tell you how excited I am, uh, the fact that we've got the vanity page up and live now, so... If you want to let them know that I sent you, and I hope that's a thing that you will do, you uh, you need to go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, that's the thing to do right now. Uh, the promo code uh, is paused, but there's still a lot of great savings that are part of landing on this vanity page. It's special offers that are a result of being a listener of Tapping to the Truth. So you just, you go there, you check it out. So many good things going on over there. The survival food emergency kits. How can you not feel the need right now to make sure that you have plenty of food, that you have alternatives to keep your electricity going, especially if you have medical devices or if you need to keep your refrigerator going because you have something akin to, I don't know, insulin maybe that has to stay refrigerated. You got to have 
these things ready and on standby. And even if you have gas powered generators and you're an expert at it, you got it vented and ventilated so you don't have to worry about carbon monoxide poisoning and all that other stuff. What happens if you have to hunker down and you can't go get the fuel you need to keep that uh, generator going? You're going to need some options that are going to work for you when the fuel runs out, when you can't just go get some more. And that's where Four Patriots has a ton of options that work with solar power. Now, granted, it's, it's not a perfect solution, but then neither are gas generators. So you need to have the backups. You need to prepare. You need to have all kinds of options available. And again, I, I circle back around to the food because not only is the food important in the event that you have to stay hunkered down for a bit, but it actually tastes good. Not just kind of, eh, I can make do, but good. It's good food. So again, check it out. Uh, you do that by visiting www.4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go to, the, uh, go to the special page for the show and uh, <clears throat> check out everything. Make a purchase while you're there. Uh, just go there because it lets them know I sent you. Okay? Now, let us begin. We're going to look at more its reaction to the attacks. Again, uh, it's continued to get worse. The reaction that we've seen in the media, from political talking heads, uh, from certain Democratic office holders, especially members of the squad. Uh, academia, it really bothers me that academia has come out so adamant. We just bald-faced lies about what Israel's been doing, uh, how terrible it is, the occupation of Israel. First of all, there is no occupation. You know, there's a, a fence up where they're just trying to keep the terrorists from coming over and blowing up cafes in Israel proper, and they have turned over control of these areas to the people living there. That's part of why things are so crappy, because both, whether you're talking about uh, Gaza, where Hamas is supposed to be the leadership there, the only thing they want to do is spend whatever money and whatever aid they have to commit acts of terrorism. But you still have people in this country, a lot of which should know better, trying to indoctrinate younger Americans who have no reason to know better, into this false notion, this idea of some type of moral equivalency. And there is none. I don't care if you dandy yourself as a anti-Zionist. Maybe you don't like the state of Israel. You don't like how they do their business. You don't like how they run their government. That's fine. Okay? But the problem is, way too often, when somebody says, I'm not an anti-Semite, I'm an anti-Zionist, what they really mean is, I'm an anti-Semite who just denies that I'm an anti-Semite. The verbiage, the language, the, the words in the founding documents 
the founding charter for Hamas is more Nazi-esque than anything Hitler did in regards to the Jews. You are dealing with a group of people that simply want to not beat an enemy, but to annihilate, to eradicate, to completely and utterly destroy a people who have done nothing but try to live in their designated home. That's it. They've tried hard to get along with it. They've tried to turn over both of these uh, territories that are disputed, the ones that the Palestinian Authority is in charge of, and then, of course, the Gaza area with Hamas. They've tried to turn it over, uh, Gaza over to Egypt. Egypt said no. They've tried to turn the other area over to Jordan. Jordan's like, uh, no, we, we've already dealt with these folks. There are not enough people out there asking simple, basic questions like, why have all of the other Arab states turned their back on these people? Why do they refuse to grant them asylum? Why will they not accept them as refugees? Why will they not allow them inside their borders? Why are they not willing to accept new territory lands just because part of the package deal is they have to accept the so-called Palestinians that are living there at the time? Why would they not want to do that? There is a reason. And it has a lot to do with how ridiculously indoctrinated in the hatred that these people have for all things Jewish and all things Christian, too, for that matter. This is an extreme form of Islam that is being pushed by Hamas and Hezbollah. And, of course, the puppet master that controls both of them is these are both uh, actors. They are extensions of the Republic of Iran. The Iranian government, the theocracy that is still trying to cause all the harm that they possibly can anywhere around the world in an effort to bring forth the 12th Imam. Why does no one ask this question? Why is nobody telling you the truth that there has not been a Jewish person that has entered of their own accord the Gaza Strip since what, 2005 when they completely pulled back and if they're so heartless so evil if it's creating dehumanizing effects why were they continuing to supply both water and electricity for free to the Gaza Strip why would they do that if they're the evil ones they're the one dehumanizing they're the one operating an apartheid state doesn't matter what the truth is. What matters is this is the perception that's been spread around the world to the point that people who do know better are telling people who should know better, and they're passing the word down to people who have no reason to know any better so that they end up believing the falsehood. They end up believing things like what Rashida Tlaib was saying about Israel being an apartheid state, which by definition of apartheid, they definitely are not. There's nearly a plurality of Islamic Arabs living as citizens within Israel. Now, some of them aren't real happy with Israel's government, but they ain't in no hurry to move out. 
They live there, they're treated equally, they're treated fairly, and many of them are allowed to hold public office. Many of them are allowed to do whatever it is that you seem to think that they would never let a Palestinian do. Wrong! All they've wanted to do is let the Palestinians stay over there. Please just stay over there. We'll give you water. We'll give you electricity. We would trade with you if you were interested in it, but you're clearly not. You would rather try to come kill innocent people. Why? Because that's Hamas's charter. That's a big part of Hezbollah's charter. They believe it's their job, their responsibility to annihilate Israel. And oh yeah, guess what? We're next on their list. Now they're perfectly content to attack other uh, Western nations as practices to get there. But we're next on the list. But here, here in the United States, the largest network of campus anti-Israel groups is organizing what they're calling a Day of Remembrance, scheduled for Thursday. The whole idea here is to rally support for the Hamas terrorists. They want to support the deadly attacks on Israel, calling the murder of a, a thousand Israel. Israel See, I'm getting so angry, I'm getting tongue-tied. You can tell that's one of my tells. I'm sorry. They're trying to support the attacks on Israel, calling the murder of nearly a thousand Israelis, including women and children, calling it a, quote, historic win for the Palestinian resistance. <sighs> yeah, I got to catch my breath for a second. Students for Justice in Palestine, a national group with a presence on college campuses across the entire country. They say that it has an unshakable responsibility to answer the Palestinian terrorist call for mass protest in the wake of the attack on Israel. Now, this is in the United States, guys. Quoting here from the Day of Resistance toolkit, Our people choose resistance over negotiated cages on our homeland. Fearlessly, our people struggle for complete liberation and return. Return to where exactly? So you're claiming a historical home in territories that even if you actually were descendant from people that lived in historical Palestine, was not part of historical Palestine. You're asking for what is clearly historically Israel to just be decimated and turned over to you, even though big chunks of what you're asking for were never part of Palestine proper. And again, I'll remind you, to anybody listening, that the people in question that are currently living in these areas that have rebranded themselves as Palestinians are not descendants of the people that lived in historical Palestine. They're not. So they have no historical claim to the area, but lots of people will 
especially in academia, will claim otherwise here because they know most Americans don't know this, and they refuse to take the time to find out. In fact, it's hard to find that out now because since it was once publicly taught in Jordan and publicly taught uh, in European colleges, all that's been whitewashed. It's been spirited away. Why? Because it might, you know, interfere with the narrative. Of course, we can't have that. Can't let a little thing like the truth get in the way. But I digress. There is a difference between resistance and terrorism. Just like there's a difference between protest and rioting. I know the folks on the left seem to have a really hard time understanding that there is, in fact, this difference. They have a really hard time bridging the gap because ultimately, if they riot, it's just a protest. Anybody else riots, well, then all of a sudden, uh, that riot's a full-blown insurrection, uh, depending on where it occurs, of course. But, you know, you get my drift. Their political enemies are always guilty of everything uh, all the time. And they, of course, are never guilty of anything, period. Don't even ask. And if you catch them doing something wrong, well, there's a reason. It's justifiable. The ends justify the means, guys. The call for complete liberation and return is an explicit call for the elimination of Israel, which happens to be a shared goal of the Hamas terrorist group. This SJP toolkit calls Hamas terrorist attacks a historic win and refers to terrorist as martyrs. Uh, A lot of the terrorists are still alive, guys. Uh, You don't get to become martyred until you're dead. But you know what? I have a feeling that's coming. You guys know the old F around and find out saying that's become rather popular uh, the last few years? They done did it. They about to find out. And if Hezbollah makes good on their threats, heaven help them because Israel's not going to get drawn into a war on two fronts. They're just going to go ahead and carpet bomb the the entire border area and then dare Hezbollah to come any closer. And the only people that are really going to pay a severe heavy price for this are, again, the Palestinian civilians who are, as usual, the victims of both Hamas and Hezbollah and the Palestinian Authority, uh, as well as the victims that are the actual targeted Israelis and all these folks that were kidnapped regardless of what country they were in and they knew that there would be Jews from other parts of the world in Israel during this particular weekend because it was a Jewish holiday one of the the more festive ones the, the Jewish people have several Days of remembrance. It's hard to even call them holidays because they just observe these events. They're not festive. They're not joyous. It's it's harsh reminders of how hard it's been to survive as a Jew. The Jewish people have a lot of those. Very few do they have that actually qualifies as a holiday. That's actually meant to be joyous, fun, celebrated. 
this is one of those people, which is also why Hamas targeted and set this time frame as that target. But anyway, back to quoting from the toolkit. We witness a historic win for the Palestinian resistance across land, air, and sea. Our people have broken down the artificial barriers of the Zionist entity, taking with it the facade of an impenetrable settler colony and reminding each of us that total return and liberation to Palestine is near. As the Palestinian student movement, we have an unshakable responsibility to join the call for mass mobilization. Well, you know what? You have an unshakable responsibility to get the hell out of the United States. Get it. You just do. That's part of answering the call, guys. Now, Tim, you can't uh, go to the love-it-or-leave-er uh, mentality. Yeah, I can't. Sometimes y'all just need to remember that I am a redneck hillbilly son of a gun from East Tennessee. Sometimes I just bring straight-up East Tennessee flavor. Sometimes I even start talking like you would never understand that I ever come from anywhere else. Sometimes I get to talking like this, and I ain't putting on a voice. It is how I'm feeling. It's flowing. I am a proud East Tennessee. I'm also a proud American. I'm also a proud Christian. And all these things equate to the fact that I understand that the Jewish people are chosen and favored among God. I am also understand that the United States entered into a covenant not with the Jewish people, not with the other nations that were part of of the agreement, but they entered into a covenant with God when they restored the historic state of Israel at the end of World War II. This is a covenant with God. The other parties, it's a contractual treaty, but it is a covenant with God. And as I said on Sunday, if you think things have gotten bad right now, break that covenant and see how bad things get. These people want to pretend like this is some victory when terrorists go around attacking women and children, decapitating babies, assassinating public citizens, kidnapping people, raping, beating, mutilating, kidnapping. Did I say kidnapping? All these. This is literally the face of evil. This is what evil looks like, because not only did they do these things, not in an act of resistance, not in an act of defiance, not in some great victory, but in an effort to try and break the spirit and the will of all those who would oppose them, not just the Jewish people, not just the Israelis, they want everyone to cower in fear, to be afraid of them, to capitulate so that they can bring forth the 12th Imam and so that the final caliphate can be established around the world. This is what they believe. You don't have to take my word for it. In fact, I demand that you not take my word for it. Do your own research. Look up the 12th Imam. Look up the fanatical beliefs of the grand leader 
the great leader, the dear leader of Iran. This is simple fundamental facts that make them among the most dangerous people on the planet because they honestly believe that it is their job to wipe out Israel, to kill every last breathing Jew, and then to do the same thing to the United States. They believe that in their core. They think there's a chance they don't get into heaven. They think there's a chance that Muhammad will frown down upon them, and as a result, that Allah will not let them into heaven because they didn't get the job done. That's part of what makes them so dangerous. But hey, let's just leave the southern border open. What could possibly go wrong? These are students on college campuses all across the country, and they think this is resistance. They go on to say that national liberation is near. Glory to our resistance, to our martyrs, and to our steadfast people. Guess what, guys? Your martyrs are about to number in the thousands, if not in the millions. And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of innocent bystanders that get caught up in the crossfire. A lot of innocent people who disagree with what Hamas is doing that would like very much for the water and electricity to be turned back on and for them to be able to sometime engage in trade and have a, something that resembles a life. Those people are victimized. They're already victimized by Hamas. They're already victimized by the Palestinian Authority. These are things that go on within those territorial boundaries. Israel has not been occupying those territories. Israel's put up fences and told them to stay the hell out. That is not occupation. Just because when it comes to one of these territories, we're talking about the West Bank at this point, there are no Jewish people living in Gaza, but in the West Bank there are still some people. They had settled the territory. They wanted to stay because they had built homes and built a life. That's not an occupation. They may not like it, but this is territory that once... Uh, Territory, part of it once belonged to Jordan. Territory on the other side once belonged to Egypt. It is Israel's uh, now. They took that territory fair and square when their neighbors attacked them. That's how war works. Territories gained, territories lost. Uh, that's why what's going on in Ukraine really doesn't look much like a war now because there's not a lot of movement of territory, not a lot of control being taken of new areas, not a lot of uh, retaking of areas that have been lost, not a lot of movement at all, just kinetic, uh, keep sending us cash situation is the, the extent of the war in Ukraine right now. Let us keep laundering money for the Biden crime family and the other elected officials that are in on the game. Clinton's trying desperately to get in on that action, by the way. If you haven't heard, the Clinton Foundation, the group that went and fleeced uh, Haiti of every possible good bit of money that went their way to try and help them for its disaster relief, well, you know, they basically went defunct. Well, they're back up and active again and trying to get into Ukraine. Why? Because that's where the money is. That's where he, 
American U.S. taxpayer dollars are being funneled into and can be funneled right back out and into their pockets. So, yes, the old playbook is still in effect, and the Clintons trying to get their piece of the action. My God, here we are in the United States of America. The SJP is calling for protest by its chapters across the United States and in Canada, which it refers to in the document as Occupied Turtle Island, a reference to what Native American tribes called North America. It is disturbing. I, I think disturbing is a good note. It is disturbing talking points. And these disturbing talking points are being distributed by this organization that's active on college campuses all across North America. Talking points that are designed to defend Hamas, to defend the terrorist activities, the murders, the mutilations, the decapitations, the destruction, the rapes, the kidnappings, a way to, to defend those actions as well. as well as templates that were created on kind of, kind of, blah, 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 blah. They're using templates that were created on this platform that's designed for coordination and cooperation, Kanava, in an effort to organize the event. They don't have any comments to make about it by uh, when they've been asked, but it doesn't matter. What matters is we have a large number of people that honestly believe that they're fighting the good fight by taking up for terror. How far down the rabbit hole have you gone when this is the face of Americans? When you see these people try so desperately to remain blind to the actions that these folks have taken in an effort to establish some type of moral equivalency. There is none. There is a big difference between somebody who's willing to knock down your door to protect their children compared to somebody that's willing to hold their children up in front of them in an effort to kill your kids. There is a big difference. There is no moral equivalency there. And that is the exact thing that is happening when it comes to Hamas, when it comes to Hezbollah, when it comes to the mullahs in Iran, and when it comes to their co-conspirators because again do not ignore or overlook the long term long time alliance that Russia has had with Iran and do not forget to connect the dot that Russia is now in the pocket of China and again I'm going to point out the effort to hack that smart wall that they were able to to manipulate and get through required hacking that that involves a level 
of electronic sophistication that no one has seen from Iran. But we have seen the fine, fine folks, the tech experts in China and in North Korea, because they're China trained, to do exactly that. Now, it's possible that maybe some Western-educated members of the group managed to learn these things, but this isn't the kind of thing they normally do. And I'm still telling you that even if China or North Korea didn't directly get involved with the hacking, there is no way this went down without their green light. China is culpable in this too. Everybody's pointing fingers at Iran. China is culpable. And by extension, you can say Russia because Russia is that go-between. But what kills me here is that this group, uh, SJP, Students for Justice for Palestine, it directs members to divert from the facts of the situation in favor of pushing the narrative that Israelis are occupied. They, they want you to ignore the facts of what actually happened. They, they say framework, facts, uh, the group tells members of the organization that they have to, telling the group that, that you have to, you know, pivot away from the facts. Pivot the conversation away from the actual information that says that instead, Israel is an apartheid state and that the relationship between Palestinians and the Israelis is disproportionate. They actually tell their work groups to do this. They say, hey, don't don't get into a conversation about the rapes, uh, the, the videos that Hamas is actually putting up on their own, bragging, high-fiving, telling everybody, hey, look what we did, ha, 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 because it's really hard to justify that if you see it for yourself. And I got to tell you, I, I spent some time watching some of these videos, and I had to take some time to decompress after. Some of the videos, a lot of you have already seen this in the standard. You probably all, at the least, have had a chance to see this poor German woman who was raped multiple times uh, so badly that once they had decided they were going to take her back into Gaza, you could see she was bleeding through her pants and how they were treating her. She was clearly injured, and you can see that. Uh, that's a horrific enough image all of its own. But then when you could see them trying to decapitate this one guy who had survived the initial shooting using a shovel, a freaking spade, to try and decapitate this guy. It took him four or five shots. When you see the total, utter lack of humanity that exists within these demonic entities that are inhabiting these people's bodies, uh, it's really hard to justify that to anybody who's even remotely somewhat quasi-civilized. What choice do they have? Have you seen the footage? This is never on the selection. You have multiple choice here. That's never one of the choices offered. How do you react to being in an occupied situation? We're pretending for a minute that the apartheid state 
narrative is true, okay? It's not, but we're going to pretend for a second. How do you uh, approach being the victim of blah, 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 blah? Choice A, seek assistance from the rest of the outside world. Okay, that sounds like a good choice. I like it. Choice A, we can go with that. Choice B, petition the UN for sanctions and assistance. Okay, that's a decent option. Uh, we can go with that. Option C, uh, brutally attack civilians, old people, children, uh, murder, rape, rampage, kidnap. Yeah, that's that's not a very good option. It's just so insane. College campuses have emerged as a hotbed for anti-Israeli sentiment. It's been that way for a while now. And now it appears to be largely driven by this group, SJP. They released a statement from students at the University of Virginia referring to the terrorist slaughter as, quote, an unprecedented beat for the 21st century. That was put out by the school's SJP chapter. Uh, these students for justice for Palestine had also been the force behind pro-Hamas statements from students at various locations like Harvard and George Washington University. <sighs> The anti-Israel campus group also provides messaging and framing guidance for members at protests, laying a roadmap for how to portray the brutal attacks in which babies were taken hostage and decapitated. Decapitated by babies. And they need a roadmap in order to try to justify that. In their toolkit, they say to contextualize, frame, and above all, normalize and support, quote, our fearless resistance. If it's so fearless, guys, why does Hamas hide inside schools and under schools and under hospitals and in hospitals and in the lower levels of apartment buildings where civilians live. If you're fearless, why are you hiding behind the innocents? Why are you using human shields? Because fearless people don't use human shields. Fearless people stand out in front of a tank coming at you at Tiananmen Square. That's fearless. Hiding behind innocent people as a freaking human shield is pretty damn cowardly. There's no fearless resistance. There's just terroristic hatred for the Jewish people. And, uh, by extension, anyone that's not the right kind of Muslim. One of these points they like to use... Uh, when people are occupied, resistance is justified. Yeah, that much may actually be true, but the problem here is these people are not occupied. They are squatting on land that was never theirs. 
They've been allowed to exist there through the kindness and the grace of Israel because none of their Arab brothers and sisters would allow them into their countries. None. Nada. They say, not here. Saudi Arabia letting them in? Nope. Egypt letting them in? Nope. Egypt's right there. Uh, Jordan letting them in? Nope. Lebanon letting them in? Nope. Iran isn't about to let them in. Oh, hell no. Why? If they're so brave, if they're so bold, if they're martyrs and heroes of the faith now, why are they not welcome, in, at least in the countries that are supporting them? Why can't they at least go to Syria? Uh, which, of course, you know, they're very, very non-religious in Syria. Very, very non-Islamic. Despite the fact there's a lot of factions fighting for control there. It's a great bumper sticker slogan, though. The SJP con contends that the uh, resistance is both morally just and politically necessary. Uh, again, it's never politically necessary to behead babies. It's never morally just to rape and murder innocent people. And I know I'm running long before taking the break, but I, I've got to finish this before I do. It is not moral to do any of the things that Hamas has done. Forget to what they've done to the Israelis, what they've done to their own people living in Gaza. It is not morally just. It is, in fact, morally reprehensible. The things they do to their own people, just so they can continue their effort to try and wipe out Israel. We've seen the images. We've seen the video footage. We've seen Hamas terrorists torturing the living and mutilating the dead. The graphic footage shows families, couples, elderly, children indiscriminately murdered by these would-be militants, but they're not militants. They're terrorists. They're not heroes. They're villains. They're not human. They're malignant, demonic, leftover excrement. Because that's who does this kind of thing. And the worst part is some of these people were forced to live through, watch, witness this thing, and then they were taken back to also be used as human shields or to be turned into sex slaves or to just simply be murdered once they've exuded a little more fear from them. Like freaking the monster from Stephen King's It, feeding on fear. It makes them feel good. The problem is... They have effed around. They are about to find out. And the only fear they're going to be tasting soon is their own. And unfortunately, again, we're going to see the entire world turn on Israel once this happens because the nature of Hamas, the nature of Hezbollah, the nature of the puppet masters in Iran, they want them. They need them to use these human shields. And Israel is going to, by definition, have to hurt innocents, have to hurt civilians, because Hamas is going to keep those human shields between them. In order to get to Hamas, some of these human shields are going to be killed. And when those images start uh, coming out, then all of these squishy, spineless, amoralistic morons out there are going to 
absolutely just pee their pants and they're going to abandon Israel. They're going to stop talking about their right to exist, their right to defend themselves, and they're going to start saying how it's time for restraint. But it's not. Hamas has crossed the line. There should be no coming back from it. Israel should do what needs to be done, and that is the complete annihilation of any and all people that have ever even thought about joining Hamas, let alone actual current active members. They need to be wiped out. And there needs to be actions taking place right now against Iran. This group, this group of students, this group that's organizing for Thursday, the Day of Resistance, they claim that nobody in Israel should be considered a civilian. Because settlers are not civilians, they say. That's a quote, by the way. All Israelis, according to the SJP, are military assets used to ensure continued control over stolen Palestinian land. And when people are occupied, resistance is justified. Only it's not Palestinian land. Another lie. They, These people that call themselves, that have rebranded themselves as Palestinian, they've been left to their own devices for the most part. The only time Israel slips across, the only time they've done anything in Gaza for the last several years has been when they've had to go after criminals that have actually committed crimes over on the other side of the fence. When they slipped into Israel, and they killed people. When you kill, maim, murder, rape, carry on, you do terroristic events, you should pay a price. And if you're so keen on being a martyr, there's a very important step in martyrdom. Face the execution. It's so easy, so simple. If the regions, the areas right now that the Palestinian people are trying to live in, if they wanted to to bloom and become fruitful, all they'd have to do is renounce their terrorist leaders, hold them accountable, put them on trial, execute them for crimes against humanity, crimes they've committed against their fellow Palestinians, all that. And then work towards peaceful coexistence with their Israeli neighbor, and everything would change on a dime. It wouldn't take a year. But that's not going to happen. More than 1,500 people have been killed, and thousands more have been wounded in Israel and Gaza amid the conflict. Dozens of people are still believed to be held hostage by Hamas. The group has threatened to execute prisoners in response to airstrikes on Gaza. All the blood, all the blood is on the hands of Hamas and Iran. All of it. Whatever happens as a result of Israel taking steps to retaliate, that's not on Israel. That's on Hamas. That's on Iran. And quite possibly on China. The Day of Resistance, the toolkit for that, it states that the Hamas terrorist attacks proved that Israel is fragile and that settlers are already fleeing the land. 
their dedication to the settler colony is easily broken. This dictation of Palestinians for their national liberation, this dedication of Palestinians for their national liberation is unshakable. Unshakable. Of course, I'm still quoting here. I'm almost out of time. I've got to move on from this topic. But here in the United States, this is a thing that's happening. This is a thing that's happening on Thursday. Be ready to turn on MSNBC and CNN and hell, we'll probably see coverage of it on Fox and, and who knows where else. But Students for Justice in Palestine, they're going to be on every college campus across the country and they're going to be spouting the same sick, twisted propaganda. October 12th, two days from the time of the live uh, show here. Two days from now, a call for national prayer. Just, uh, I got to take a break. I'm sorry. Before I do that, remember our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Don't get caught without your firearm on you. If something bad's happening, something bad's going down, don't be a victim of crime unnecessarily, especially if it's over comfort, how comfortable your holster is, how good it works. Just, just don't find yourself in that situation. Go visit our friends over at Vanish. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't forget to use the backslash T-A-P-P. That'll automatically activate for you a $40 discount. Just make sure if you are legally allowed to carry a firearm, you need to be carrying a firearm every time you leave the house now. That's how dangerous the world is at this moment in time. And, and I hate talking to you like this, but I would much rather you have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Make sure that you're taking every advantage of the money-saving capabilities that uh, comes from Vanish, plus the fact that according to thousands of their customers, they are the most comfortable holster, period. They say that once you start using a Vanish holster, you'll never stop carrying. That sounds like a pretty good testimonial to me. Again, www.vnsh.com dot com backslash T-A-P-P. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say, stick your progress where the sun don't shine, keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. Recently, 
another American female expert on what real men are, shared her observations. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Face from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ms. Sandy LaCroix stated to all the real men out there, boys play house, men build homes, boys shack up, men get married, boys make babies, men raise children. A boy won't raise his own children. A man will raise his and someone else's. Boys invent excuses for failure. Men produce strategies for success. Boys look for someone to take care of them. Men look for someone else to take care of. Boys seek popularity. Men earn respect by knowing how to give it. Boys quit and walk away when things get hard. Men will promise to love you through it all. The one problem I have is in America today, most females prefer either the pookies and ray rays or clamber. But the top 5% of all men who are wealthy meet their height standard of at least six feet and have looks equivalent to a young Elvis or a young Denzel Washington and overlook the many good, solid, decent American men now forced to leave the U.S. to find someone who appreciates them. Hmm. I'm Ron Edwards. Don't miss the Ron Edwards American Experience Talk Show, 3 p.m. Eastern weekdays. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup.
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... This is Tim Tapp, the ever so humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into the Truth. My people of this country and we're under attack. They ban us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for letting me take a little bit of a break. I've only got a little bit of time left uh, because, obviously, I still am getting kind of fired up on the topic, and so here we go. Uh, Got a couple of things I want to hit on very quickly, though. Uh, First and foremost, uh, one of the headlines going out uh, today is Israeli parents are warned to remove social media from their kids' phones. Uh, This is because Hamas has made it clear they're planning on releasing hostage videos. They're going to be putting it on formats like TikTok and uh, probably a few others as well. So uh, in an abundance of caution, they are being warned by officials that if your kids have social media platforms on their phones, Please uh, take them off, at least for the next little bit, because a lot of these are going to be images that nobody's going to want to see. Now, I bring this up because I think at this point, no matter where you're at, if you're anywhere in the Western world in particular, you don't want your kids to see this, you probably ought to do the same thing wherever you're at. If your kid is under 16, uh some of the images that are already out there that are available that they have seen, it's it's different than watching a horror movie. I've heard some people already say, well, you know, if we let them watch horror movies, why do we care so much if they see it? Because this is real. And this is scarring. This is, this is not, I mean, you can make an argument for it, uh, kids at a certain age probably shouldn't be seeing the horror movies either. But uh, that's another conversation. I think it's a good idea, but here's the other thing. And there's also been a major call to have these accounts banned and to have all. Don't. The censorship is never a good answer for anything, but don't. Let these people show you who they are. Let them continue to show the world. Let them continue to make it harder for groups like Students for Justice in Palestine to, to make their talking points because you cannot defend the actions of pure evil. 
Not when it's so obvious, when it's so in your face, when you literally have Satan showing up to take freaking notes and say, wow, that's a really good idea. Can't believe I didn't think of that before. Well, these guys are so evil. Uh, they're going to get to live forever because heaven won't let them in and hell don't want them. It's like, oh, that's too much for us. And honestly, if they don't die martyrs, there's always that possibility as far as they believe. Because Allah must be impressed by your actions. Censorship's not the answer. I know a lot of folks are going to want to make those claims. And, you know, there is a lot to be said for trying to avoid letting your kids see this. But censoring it isn't the answer. We still need to be able to see it. Let them show you who they are. That's all I'm saying. All right, real quick, too. I want to give uh, a hat tip to J.K. Rawlings. Now, again, Miss Rawlings is somebody that politically I have disagreed with on multiple occasions. But she has made her position abundantly clear in an unequivocal post on X, formerly Twitter, calling out not only the Hamas terrorists who attacked Israel over the weekend, but those who would defend Hamas and claim their actions were justified. She made her point in response to a heartbreaking news report about uh, something going on in the Middle East that revealed that these 40 babies, the, the situation that I've been telling you about the whole show long, 40 babies, some of whom had been decapitated, beheaded, that they were among the dead recovered when Hamas had finished uh, in a certain area. She made it clear. She wasn't having any of it. She said, now let the sniveling apologist for rape, murder, and torture explain how this, too, was justified. Now, Granted, the apologists quickly came out. They came out in force. They claimed a litany of different ways that this, too, was justified. But uh, she wasn't having it. Now, Miss Rawlings is often leaning to the left, but she's been ostracized as of late because she's not putting up with the trans BS. You cannot become a woman just because you say you're a woman. She's been on board with that. She's earned another hat tip here today. That's, I would have spent more time talking about it, but I'm, I'm over my time. And for a rebroadcast on WCET and the Vera Networks tomorrow, uh, Doug's already going to have to cut this down a bit. Uh, fortunately, I think I've got enough room for it. You're going to get the important part. So I'm stopping here. Be sure to tune in Friday night. Our guests are scheduled. I've gotten commitments. Uh, hopefully everybody will be there. We won't be talking much about this topic, but I have a feeling it's going to be hard to avoid it. So just tune in. I hope you will. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Gone.
set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is a specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends, our, our be- priests, bishops and pastors refuse to face. That their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war, only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum. And what then? When Satan has told the people of this world, he knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his Cold War. And someday when the time is right to deliver his final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary. Because you see, by then, we will have been so weakened from within, spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price. Or better read than dead. Or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war. Because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know it and do not believe 
believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Ridge have refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools and our beloved dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all, that you and I have the courage to tell our enemies there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond wow. which evil must yeah. not advance. In the words of Jim. Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.